the internet. Although it might seem like a vast wasteland at times, it's being used by one physician to help not only his family, but others with rare and undiagnosed genetic diseases. You are listening to Reach MDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Hugh Reenhoff, a physician and consultant in genetics. Welcome, Hugh. Hello. Hi. Listen, I read a short summary of your education accomplishments. I was overwhelmed. You went to all the right schools. Could you just share for a few seconds a bit of your background and education for our listeners? Sure. I grew up in Baltimore. I spent some time on a dairy farm in Pennsylvania. But then I went to Williams, where I studied. That's in Massachusetts and studied biology and English, English so that I could uh, talk better to girls. And I then went to Harvard and studied statistical mathematics. Uh, I had done some math at Williams, and then I went on to Hopkins Medical School and focused there. I thought I was going to focus on public health, but I got interested in genetics because of Dr. Victor McCusick, who was my teacher both as a medical student and when I was a house officer, intern and resident and fellow in the Department of Medicine focusing on genetics as a fellow. Then after that, I spent about eight years at the bench, both at Hopkins and at the Fred Hutchins Cancer Research Center, uh, studying transcription in mice and yeast. That's really the extent of my formal education. Okay. You have started an organization called MyDaughtersDNA.org, and there's a website. Tell us your daughter's story and how you decided to start this website and organization. Sure. Four years ago, last Saturday, actually, she had a birthday, her fourth birthday. I was in the OR with my wife when she was getting a C-section for our third child. And when my daughter was plucked out, she was a little limp from the ordeal, but she also had strikingly narrow, long feet, as well as some contractures of her digits. And she had a big port wine stain splashed across her forehead that went down to her philtrum. And I immediately thought, because of my background at Hopkins in adult genetics, when I saw those feet, I thought of the Marfan syndrome. But I really didn't give any of that too much consideration until I took her to an orthopod at day 10. And he suggested a syndrome called Beals by Ron Beals, identified in 72. He's an orthopod in Portland. But it was incomplete, and it was clear she had a lot of other features. And to make a very long story short, eventually I, through the help of a number of people, both clinicians and scientists, I formulated a hypothesis as to what she had because it was clear she didn't have anything we knew about, a syndrome that we could put a name to. And I formulated a hypothesis as to what genes might be involved based on the findings that she had in the biochemistry we knew about Marfan and Marfan-related diseases, namely Loewy-Stieltz syndrome. And I went and sequenced those genes myself. Those results are posted, and part of the reason to post the site was to provide a forum for discussing cases that pose management or diagnostic challenges, which is clearly my daughter did, and those might be new cases or unusual presentations of well-known cases that may be allelic to things we know something about. With genetics, a single case of anything, even if you're dead certain that you have the right variation accounting for that syndrome, if it's not in the family and that she would represent a new mutation, or if you don't have other cases with similar clinical histories and 
presentation and the same genetic variation, it's very hard to get the genetics community to believe that you've found the cause. So collecting other cases is paramount. And it also helps to find the syndrome because typically no case is exactly the same as with the Marfan. And there have been other cases posted primarily by highly motivated parents, many of them with a technical background, who have taken the trouble, and it is a lot of work to present a case in an orderly way. But even though there hasn't been a huge number of postings, the quality of the responses to those postings and the general discussion that's ensued around those cases has been very, very high and, I'd say, heartening. The purpose of MyDaughter'sDNA.org was to try to find other cases that were similar to my daughter and also provide a forum for other parents slash physicians who would like to assemble the help of the scientific and clinical community. I looked at the website. It's astonishingly well-organized. Tell us what one would find when they go on there. And this is not a website someone would just browse, am I correct, without having a reason to be there. Yes. I mean, the way the site might come up is it's not networked with a lot of other sites, so it doesn't get a high page ranking. But all the words on the site are organized. I have to actually give credit to friends of mine, Alan Littleford and Nick Okosinski, who provided its open source software that you can download uh, that's uh, made by a software developer, and he calls it Plone, so it's free, and it's a content management piece of software that is a wiki style of software, and it indexes all the words that are on there. So as soon as I put my case up, then I could query on the site the words arachnidactyly and other things. So in that sense, it's very functional and user-friendly. It's not glitzy from a graphics point of view, but the software is sound, and I think once you go through the site a few times, you can find your way. Every registered user has a folder, and they can post pictures, they can charts, they can put in hyperlinks. And what I've done is simply create uh, HTML pages, which it does on the fly. It has a a WYSIWYG editor, so all you have to do is type in what you're interested in. And that gets posted and then indexed automatically. So it's really just like using Word as a user. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Hugh Reenhoff, the founder of MyDaughtersDNA.org, an organization and website to help support parents and physicians who have patients with rare genetic malformations. So let's get back to this page now. The way I use it is I type in all the commentary. So I've described the case of my daughter in, in medical ease, and I've also described it in language that a non-medical person could read with the purpose of really contrasting them to provide, in some ways, courage and guidance to a parent who might be slightly intimidated by the prospect of having to describe a case. But I do that all on a web page there so that web crawlers that is to say, agents sent out by Google and others that crawl the web and index the web can pick up those words and, and put them in their own search engines. But everything is there that you need to post a case and to get communication from people who would come to the site for whatever reason. Right. To quote your website, which I looked at and, and read a lot of stuff on, you said, we can create a small community of the affected, band together, and dedicate ourselves to helping one another. Is this happening? I would say yes, and uh, nobody's posted a case that's like my daughter, but what I have found is that I had a page called My Best Guess, which was the reasoning for 
arriving at a specific set of genes which I then went and sequenced. And the whole rationale for why those genes would be my highest priority is laid out. And I present it partly because if my thinking is wrong, I'd like people to point that out. If it's incomplete, I'd like people to supplement that. And if you look at the bottom of that page, my best guess, you'll see four or five or six responses and my response to those. And each one of those is very, very thoughtful, I think, uh, suggesting new hypotheses or supplementing you know, my own ideas. And they're scattered throughout the world, and clearly they have deep knowledge in those specific areas. And I don't think there would have been any way for them to have imparted that knowledge in a clinically relevant way, certainly to somebody for whom it really matters. Has news or the idea that your website exists gotten out to the world genetics community and pediatrics community? Well, I would say it is a constant process because there was a mention of me in The Economist, and that drew some activity. In fact, since I knew that was coming, it prompted me to get the website up and running so that I could take advantage of that exposure. And I've written everything that's on the site for the most part. I didn't put as many things as I thought I might, for example. I thought I'd tell people exactly how I sequenced the DNA, and I don't think that's very important, to be honest with you, so I left that out. But Nature picked up on it, and Nature had a a feature article on the 18th of October describing my own experience of trying to get a diagnosis and landing at a tentative one and initiating treatment on the basis of that diagnosis. And I would say that prompted a lot of people to come to the site because Nature is a very well-read magazine. It was more of a human interest story than it was about science. Obviously, it's about both, but... Nature is one of the few magazines that actually has those kinds of feature articles as opposed to the New England Journal or any of the more formal medical journals, which are are strictly more academic affairs and don't really get into the human interest of their cases or the science behind them. What would be your vision of founding the site? In an idealized future, what would you hope would happen? My idealized future would be that physicians would actually post cases on the site where they wanted to solicit the views of the world. That's a very idealistic view of science, unfortunately. What I mean by unfortunately is that many of those cases actually don't come to light. In fact, many of them don't get a precise diagnosis. They get what you might call a clinical diagnosis and put into some grab bag or managed by somebody who's not willing to take the time to publicize the case. And also there's the sad element of uh, academic physicians sometimes hoarding their patients because they represent an asset, a vehicle for funding, a bargaining chip for collaborations, et cetera, et cetera. And also I think physicians are less likely to use the site if what they might be doing is exposing their own ignorance. And I suppose as a parent, I'm less concerned about exposing my ignorance. For that reason, I think it's more practical to think that the site would be used by highly motivated parents or patients themselves who would like to work in this forum and solicit views, and they might be working in conjunction with physician, but I see that the real user, in this case, the poster of of a case, is more likely to be parents, and that's certainly been the case, although almost all the parents have been physicians or PhDs of one sort or another who are willing to try to grapple with the scientific and clinical issues who have the confidence to do that. The real ideal would be that there were lots and lots of cases of things, and and over time they could be lumped together and hypotheses would be, you know, blooming like a thousand lights or a thousand flowers. And 
the relevant scientists could pick up on those and form collaborations with parents and or patients. And we would just accelerate our understanding of essentially rare genetic conditions that many times go nameless. It's certainly a great use of the internet. Can you give our listeners the exact website address in case they wish to look at it? Yeah, it's my daughter's DNA without an apostrophe, my daughter's DNA.org. Well, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think it's what the internet was actually created for, unlike all most of the websites that I see on there. And I want to thank you for being our guest today and sharing your family's personal story and also letting us know about mydaughtersdna.org. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMDXM is here for you, the health professionals who care for your patients. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access not only this story, but our entire program library. And we thank you for listening.